What up, family? CTR Media Network. Yeah. Uh. Best in the biz. Yeah. Join the team. CTR is who we are, the media network, that's the best by far, whether you listen at your home, at your job, in your car, come get the information that's needed above all, never lasting, motivational podcasting, giving you the answers to the questions that you asking, serious talks and topics, how to come up and profit, how to better yourself, your health is here, we got it, reaching 350 million, hey, tuning in, we in 50 different countries, we all can, and like-minded, find your purpose and your assignment, come get your fix, your feel, your Mental alignment, get active and speak to the masses. Build your influence, all levels and all classes. Now you know you can monetize and grow. CTR Media Network, start the show. Them people want you to chill. Don't sleep behind the wheel. The devil trying to make a deal. Don't sleep behind the wheel. Them people want you to chill. Don't sleep behind the wheel. Don't sleep, don't sleep. The devil trying to make a deal. Huh, huh. Don't sleep behind the wheel. They never do. What's up, everybody? We're back with another episode of the Men Can't Always Be Wrong podcast. I'm your guy T Swin. God love me so much, he made me a twin. And I'm here with my guys, Steve O and JB. And uh, we're going to have another tight, crunk, good topic show for y'all tonight. Something that's uh, going to hit home with a lot of men. And a lot of men deal with this in relationships and um, in their life. And sometimes some will have gone through it and some will go through it. So we're kind of giving them a heads up and giving them some knowledge and experience and to help guide them in the right way to help deal with this situation. So, man, what are we talking about tonight? Well, we're talking about the situation that's dealing with men taking care of their responsibilities, handling themselves as men for themselves and their relationships, their marriage, and for the kids that come along with it. Yes, sir. Also, man, we're going to be talking about another aspect of that, men raising other men's children. Mm. And so um, a lot of people deal with this in relationships. You may jump into a relationship with somebody that already had kids. You may have your own kids. And sometimes it's a struggle for people, you know, uh, trying to balance your time with your children, raising their kids. Okay, it could be a struggle. And we're just trying to help young men and being out there see what they're getting themselves into and what kind of things they can expect to come across or they may have to deal with when they're dealing with relationships like this. And um, I got a lot of experience in this. You know, uh, I have kids of my own. I have four daughters and uh, I've had to take care. Of, I've, had, I've raised other men's children. I've had to take care of nieces and nephews that was related to me through marriage. So I've dealt with this. I got a lot of experience on this topic. And so, yeah, uh, me, myself, being a stepfather, you know, I also have a lot of experience. Actually, I'm stepfather to four kids. So I have a lot of knowledge also on this subject. Yeah. Uh, I'm going I'm to get right into the, uh, the race of somebody else's kids. And so uh, I was in a relationship and um, it was just me and her. I had kids, but they didn't live with me. They lived with their mother and she didn't have any kids, but she had a sister. She had a sister that went to prison. So we had to take her kids. Her kids had to come live with us. Her side of the family didn't have anybody helping. So they had to come live with us. So we went from having no kids to having six kids in our home overnight, you know? And so, uh, we couldn't get any assistance because we supposedly made too much money. So we couldn't get any assistance that way. And then, um, so these kids, they came from a different background than me. You know what I'm saying? They kind of, I grew up in the hood, but they lived in the hood too. And they were exposed to certain things. So it was kind of like a, it was a struggle trying to, 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 to raise them or help raise them in the way that I was brought up in and try to break some of the, the routines and things they were used to coming from the world they was coming from. You know what I'm saying? Um, so trying to break their habits and show them a different way of life. And so that was a struggle because I had kids of my own and I was doing things with these kids. I was taking them to practice. 
I was going to PTA meetings. I was checking their homework and everything. And it was a struggle for me because um, these are things I want to do with my own children. Me and my kids' mother were at odds. And so I had a, I was dealing with a struggle mental of like the things I'm doing for these kids is the things I love to do for my own or want to do with my own children. And then the other thing when you, you know, you're dealing with somebody else's kids, the discipline, you know what I'm saying? And so they would, they would do certain things. They would break rules and I would try to set punishments for them, ground them and stuff like that. One thing when you're dealing with somebody else's kids, you may not have the, the you, you may not be able to flex your authority. The mother will challenge you or something like that. And so, uh, I will put, I will put down boundaries and then I come back home from work or something like that. And then the, the rules I put in place, they just got, they just got thrown to the side. And so it takes sometimes raising somebody else's kid can take power away from you in your home. And then if they, there's no power, then those kids will start not respecting the man because the woman is not respecting the man. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, it could be difficult. That's how that was in that situation. So I had these kids. And I ain't gonna lie, man. It bothered me so much that brother had to go take some therapy. You know what I'm saying? To clip my head. My therapist told me, hey, you're doing too much. You're not their father. You're just an uncle. So just be an uncle. You know, but I was just trying to show them a different way of life and show them things that they might want, you know, better their lives and show expose them to different things in a different way of life. So that's how that went. I got some more stories to tell too, though. But um, what you got, Jay? Well, the the issue that it is with me with when I well, when I first originally took on the responsibility of uh, taking on another man's child is, uh, you know, like you said, when it comes to discipline, it's kind of hard, especially when they reach a certain age. That's that's the rebel- the little ones fine because you know. They're still at a point to where you can still like, okay, they're young. They don't remember anything else but you. But the other ones, you know, the older ones, like say the age, especially teenagers, when they get around the teenage age, that can be the challenge because they know that, you know, you're not their father. So they're going to test you. And the women that you're involved with, has to give you some kind of power. Cause if they, if she treats you a certain way, then the kids are just gonna follow suit uh, as far as uh, the way, the treatment of the way you're gonna be treated. So if she disrespects you, then most likely the older kids are gonna disrespect you too. So you gotta give the man or the man that you're involved with uh, some kind of power to be able to uh, you know, have influence over your children and they have to back you because once you start, you know, if you tell them something, they don't back you, then that's yeah. just a whole nother problem. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it well, you know, you try to chastise a child, the mother will step in and, and, and try to stop you from punching their kid. And that just, all it does is just let the kid just make them worse. It just let them run wild. They're not learning anything. They're going to go into society and be unproductive. You know, uh, Especially if, especially if that child is a boy, they need they need some kind of male guidance. You know, you just can't let them run wild. So let so, me ask you. This. I like I said, I experienced that a lot. Let me ask What's you this. Up? So, and, so while you were going through this, or well, both of y'all actually, because I don't have any kids, obviously. So mm-hmm. when you when you put in that position, and it comes out of nowhere, don't you think, or did y'all at first? Mm-hmm. Did y'all speak to your significant others and did y'all communicate and go through the process of what is going to be expected while you took in these 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 children or before you even done that so that y'all had a better understanding of your role, her role, so that when something came about that it would be no friction or conflict. And if it was, that y'all wouldn't do it in front of the kids, y'all would do it away from the kids or the children so they won't see your arguments and then there'll be more disrespect. Did that ever happen or occur in your, in your relationship? Well, really there was no arguments in front of the kids. We did have a discussion before, you know, when the, I tell you this, I came home and there was kids in the living room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I went to work, I came home and there was kids in the living room. And uh, everybody, when I came through the door, everybody went for smiling face to the puppy dog eyes like, 
you know? I'm like, well, what's going on? What's going on? So I got the little rundown, but we had a discussion and we set some things in place. But when it came time to discipline the children, they would, she would go along with it. But as soon as I left out, I come back, it would be totally different. I say, hey, take them phones away. Take the laptops away. No video games, no nothing. I go to work. I come back home. Guess what they got in their hands? <laughs> they supposed to be two weeks grounded. I, I say, hold up. You ain't supposed to have that. Oh, 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 auntie said we could we could get our stuff back. And so it happened like two, three times. And I was like, how am I supposed to enforce, be the enforcer around here? If every time I tell them something, I hold them accountable, you just give it right back to them. So it got to the point that like when I would tell them something, they just like, they just, they just look and just wait. You know, say like, oh, okay, all right, it's going to one year and not the other. She took the power away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I, man, my, like I say, I had a counselor. My counselor, hey, just be an uncle. So that's what I started doing. I love the kids, but I had to, I had to recognize what it was, and just, and just play the uncle role. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Yeah. What we, what, what a lot of men don't realize is that when you get, when we get involved with somebody that already have children, is that we're actually, it's not the natural order of things because you know those are not your child, children. Plain and simple. So. Yeah. You know, so what's going to happen yeah. is that you're going to have to be emotionally ready and prepared to, to realize that, unfortunately, you're going to be second. Those kids are going to come first, you know, because it, it was a natural yeah. order of things. When it boils down to it. And, yeah, if that was your biological kid, you would want the woman to put the kid before you. But now that we're in this situation, you know, the, the kids are going to come have to come first. So we're going to have to figure out, you know, are we mentally ready to take on that responsibility to knowing that you might be, when something happens, yeah. you're going to be second. If you're not mentally ready to take that on, then you shouldn't even be involved with that, with that woman. Cause in the exactly. end, that's her children and she's going to love her children. And she's going to, you know, you're, you're just coming, not saying you're, you're not important, but you're coming into a situation to where, you know, maybe she was doing it by herself too. And she's not used to somebody else stepping in and being like, hey, directing yeah. them how they uh, raise their kids. And they might take offense to it also because, you know, they're not used to somebody else saying, hey, you need to, uh, they're messing up. You need to do this or you need to take this away from. So my thing yeah. is you're going to be mentally prepared to understand that in that woman's eyes, you're not going to be you're important, but you're not going to be first. Yeah, you're going to be number one. Handle that. Yeah, you're not ready to handle that. You shouldn't even be involved with a woman with a child. Yeah, nine times out of ten, she's gonna choose that child. She's gonna choose that child over you, even if that child is in the wrong. Nine times yeah, out of ten. Like, like I said, not saying it's right, but I, you got to see where they're coming from. Also, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and yeah. be like we're 100 percent right, and that's probably why we need this conversation. And we probably needed some female uh, input. So, ladies, put something in the comments. Uh, exactly. You know, with, with your views on this, because you know, it is challenging for us. You know, because you know, not only we're spending our valuable asset, which is our time. All, all right, children. we got we got sleek truck, and they say being in a relationship and having to aid in raising another person's child who are a part of the relationship is a very sticky situation, and takes a certain amount of expectations and respect. Yes, it does. It does. It does take a lot of expectations, a certain amount of expectations and respect. And uh, man, are you willing, you know, as a man, are you willing to put up with that? Are you willing to deal with that and go through it? You know, yeah. uh, some people can, some people can't. And it's a lot, it's a lot to deal with, especially if you don't have any kids or you don't have access to seeing your kids and you taking care of somebody else's kids. And it could be a lot. It could be a major struggle. Like I said, I used to deal, I used to struggle with it mentally because everything I was doing for these children, I wanted to do for my own. And I couldn't at the time. Let me ask so, so knowing that, and then you had to go to therapy. Before you went to therapy, did you did you discuss that over with with uh with with your woman about you going to therapy? And if you did or did not, oh. why did or why Oh did yeah, you? I just I discussed I discussed it and uh <laughs> it went in one ear and out the other. Wow. You know what I'm saying? How, how it was like you, uh huh. It went out one ear and out one one ear and then out the other. How did you know it was, was because it she didn't did nothing didn't did nothing change. It wow. was like it's like take care of these kids in this house. You know what I'm saying? 
And, and, uh, man, it was one time, let's see, it was one time I took the, all the kids. My kids came to visit for a holiday. I took all the kids to Sky Zone. It's an indoor trampoline place here in, in Houston. So okay. I take them to Sky Zone. But my kids want to have time with their daddy. They want to say, we need some alone time with you. We shouldn't have to always spend all our time with, share you with them, you know? Mm-hmm. So the next time we went while my kids were visiting, I took just my kids. You know what I'm saying? They wanted some alone time. And I understand that. They need to spend some time just with me because I'm their dad. They shouldn't have to share me all the time with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so um, they got upset. <laughs> and I told I, I told I said, hey, I need to spend time with my kids. They need to spend time just with their daddy. With their daddy. Just a long time. And she wasn't hearing that. She was like, no, nah, that's wrong. You could take all the kids. You could take Nah, I, I ain't daddy to all the kids. I'm daddy to these kids. Mm-hmm. And they need that alone time with me. A lot of times conversations went in one ear and not the other. You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't, if a lot of times it wasn't something that was uh, benefiting them, for me to do something to benefit them, they weren't hearing anything. Okay. Yeah, that's how that went. Well, let me, let me ask you this. So let's say therapy wasn't there, or, and I'm sure you had to pay a fee for therapy, correct or no? Uh, man, it was free. Okay. Therapy wasn't there. You, 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 you thought about it. Then you changed your mind or let's say you went to therapy, but it wasn't helping. How do you think you were, how, how did you, how were you able to yet manage uh, going through all that with therapy or without therapy? How were you able to get through that? And did that relationship, last with these children in the mix now um shoot man i needed an outlet man because i was i would go to work and i come home and had to deal with all this this chaos you know what i'm saying to try to get everything in order i needed somewhere i could go where i had a peace of mind i need someone i could talk to because i couldn't talk to her you know what i'm saying i had to mm-hmm. open up to somebody and then also another thing too man my religious beliefs at the time i was i was married and so when, when one my one my one of my best friends, when he found out that, that you know all the kids would come live with us, live with us, he was like, Man, you need to run. <laughs> he said, like, You need to run. I said, Bro, I can't, I can't run. I said, that's not that's not a reason to, you know, to separate or something like that. I said, nah, man. But um it it, it helped because it gave me an outlet. I had somebody I had somebody to talk to and open up about open up to and also uh, and help it see from the outside. And see another, uh, and see, and, and get some other uh, advice other than just running away. How to deal, how to deal with it, and how to, you know, I guess, compartmentalize it. Right. So I can have my sanity. Okay. Know? So now with uh, with you, Joe, was is there was there ever a situation where it was kind of tested between you and your significant other dealing with 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 the issue that we're talking about? And if so. Yeah, and how did you get out of it? How well, yeah, most most definitely. You know, every relationship is going to have us up and down. Uh, unlike Tony, I didn't seek therapy. And at times it was really rough. You know, us as men, we neglect to take care of our mental health. And that's something that is, you know, all men, we just need to work on, you know, because sometimes you do need to go seek assistance, you know, because, you know, it. I man, <laughs> let me tell you all the stuff with those kids. You know, it's it's especially when they're not yours, and you know, you can't talk to them the way you want to talk to them. So, you know how you would get your child, and you would sit them down, and you would have a a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. You can't necessarily just have that conversation like you want to because you know, oh, you're being too hard on them, you're being this that. But I'm teaching them, I'm giving you skills to survive in the world. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have no direction, if any man doesn't have any, not any man, any person doesn't have a, any kind of direction in their life or somebody that's kind of guy say, don't move like this, it's not going to end up good. So, wow. so like I said, the struggle with me is like, man, I'm, I want to give you this knowledge, but you're not trying to hear me. Uh, that really irritated me more than anything. Uh, but it also irritated me that sometimes she wouldn't back me on some things. It's like, okay. Oh, you being too rough, you being too mean, but it's better for me to be rough on them than for the police to get a hold of them, you know, because once there's some things that you can't protect them from once they get to a certain level. Right. I'm trying to protect you and keep everybody safe and everybody 
on the right path and you're fighting me because you think I'm being too rough, you know? I'm just trying to give them a guiding compass. Um, yeah. But like I said, uh, back to the mental health thing, I wish I probably would have, it probably would have helped a lot. I, luckily, I found other ways to relieve my stress. But uh, I do say, man, if you're having issues like, like as far as being like frustration and anger over a certain situation and you can't, get it out a certain way it's going to come out in other ways because you know once you get to a, a certain point where you can't conversate with your significant other then you're going to shut down and this is going to go all bad when you once you shut down because me the type of person i am when i'm over something i'm completely over it ain't no talking ain't no reasoning ain't ain't <laughs> ain't nothing yeah. i'm just hey, over it you ever get to uh did you ever get to you ain't my real daddy no, I never got you ain't my real daddy, but I, 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 I oh, have to just walk away from me. That's and that's very disrespectful of me. You just, <laughs> you just walk, turn your back to me. You may so, want to just jump on your back. <laughs> so, I, so it's important now, listening to both of y'all, that people grasp the, the the big picture of this that I'm seeing. For me, I'm seeing and understanding that with me not having any children. I know for me personally, there is no way I'm going to be with somebody who does. Maybe one, because I did try that. But when you talk about multiples, that's a that's a that's a that's a burden that no man should be able to take unless he's willing to take it and understand what goes with that. And it depends also very important with the man or woman that you're in a relationship, because the two first I believe and know that you have to have the communications and that trust between each other first before you even have children or children get involved in the picture. The problem is, is when you don't have that trust between the two and you involve the children in that, that's good. That's a recipe for a disaster. Case in point, if we look at a story right now here in Houston, it has been two more than a, than a week or two span, if, my, if, I, if I'm correct, but either way, I'm telling you this, there was a murder-suicide, one just recently. And it was between the relationship of two individuals, the woman and the man, and an eight-year-old. Now, the man was the father of that eight-year-old, but they were in a relationship with the woman was 30 years old. So they were at the uh, children's hospital in the parking lot, Texas Children's Hospital. So the woman... The 30-year-old, the mother, is in the driver's seat of the vehicle. Now I want you to pay, I want y'all to pay attention to just see the picture. And the man was in the passenger seat. So right now, and the child was in the vehicle. So automatically, you won't probably think nothing of it, but I can already pick up from just that that one little picture. The woman was in the seat and the man was in the passenger seat. So to me, without even knowing the whole picture, I can pretty much guarantee you just by that, it seems to me that the woman took charge and the man took the passenger seat to the woman. Now, hold on before anybody gets upset. Oh, just, just hear me out. The woman should never take the role of any position in the home the man should and the woman is there to provide and support her man with the children but if the man is not the father of the children you're going to have problems all automatically if that that structure between the two are not in a relationship in a level where they both can go through any difficulties that come through this, the relationship or the marriage. Now, with what we have here with T, he was able to understand his mental state. He needed to get away, and he did, so he sought therapy. Now, Joe, he didn't, but yet he fought through his situation. Now, with this, this, this relationship, this man saw no way out but violence. <laughs> when it gets to violence, somebody... Or both is gonna die, so it gets serious. So now here, here, here comes I, because I've seen a lot of things that the average person will never see, 
And if I was involved or would have known anything about the situation between these two, could I put up probably would have helped? More than likely I could have. But people would have to be able to listen. What T said, he went to therapy, but the important thing is, is that T listened to the therapist and it helped him and he had somewhere to go to release the issues. He had someone to go to. A lot of people don't go or neither want to go to get help yeah. or to somebody. And so that's very key in this situation because now this eight-year-old will not see the mother ever again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but Another, it also uh, depends. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it also depends on the on the man too, because like everybody this this us three, we all raised from different backgrounds, you know. I come from a, a background, you know, that's my mother's very religious, my father's very religious, you know, I have my grandfather uh rest his guy. You never see him cry, you never see him back down, you never see him he got at four o'clock in the morning, he's eighty nine years old, he still got at four o'clock in the morning. So, you know, uh, the way you raise dictates the character that you build, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was, I come from, I don't come from no weak men, you know? So we're going to see it through, you know? You know, we're going to face the turbulence. Is this, is, you know, it is what it is. We're going to get through it, you know? Uh, but, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's not raised like that. So I don't, like you said, I don't know this guy's background, but yeah. it seems like he's just going to fold under pressure. Not all men are going to fold under pressure, you know? Not saying that you're weak if you seek therapy, because hey, sometimes you just need to, you know, sometimes you might need a pill <laughs> to deal with something, you know. But, yeah, everybody need an outlet. But, everybody needs somebody to talk yeah, to to yeah. open up to. Some, either an outlet or, or some kind of, you know, it depends on your situation because everybody's different. But you know, like I said, man, it's it, a lot of is is environment, man. It's who your rate, who who from a little kid to manhood. Is who who you are is who you've been around. You know the men mm -hmm. of my family, the uncle, my uncles, and they're all family men. You know they raised their family. You know they they country boys. You know they got them country mm -hmm. values. You know, so you know a lot of got of people that get in those situations where they can't handle pressure don't have that kind of upbringing. That just that's just my opinion. Yeah. You know, I, also, man, in my home. situation, in my situation, man, the men in my family, man, they they raise their kids. They they do their job. You know what I'm saying. And in that in that relationship that I was in, the men in that family, it's it's normal for them to go to prison and spend most of their life in prison from uh from selling dope or something like that. So a lot of it's not a lot of men around, and it's not it wasn't a lot of men around in that family. They looked at going to prison like it's a normal thing. Like hey, let's throw a party when they come out and get out. So it's it was a lot of women just raising all the kids by themselves. So it's hard. They rarely see a man in a an authority position. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They always, that, they always listen to listen to mommy, listen to auntie, you know. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, in our community, it's like that because we force yeah, a, lot a lot of our like women that, yeah. to, to to be to be men, you know, when they're when they're not, you know. So, not not saying they're not doing a good job, but due to things that's happening in our culture, you know, they're forced to be mommy and daddy, you know. Uh, mm -hmm getting back on on the subject as far as raising another man's kid, you know, the reason why we're we having to raise another man's kid is because, you know, of other men, other people's backgrounds, how they're being yeah. raised. So now you, you're raised a certain way, uh, low, low morals, lower ethics, and now you don't got yourself in the jam or you can't handle pressure and you don't fold it under pressure. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, a strong guy comes along, you know, and we take up the slack, you know. Um, it's not always the fault of the woman, you know. We can, we can say, oh, it's the woman's fault, it's this, but, you know, we got to point back at ourselves also, you know. We can't mm -hmm. just say, oh, it's the woman's fault for not listening to us, but if we were all strong enough, you know, we made the child, so we had to be strong enough to carry that yeah. child to adulthood. Child, child. Children come from selection, yes. though. People, people yeah. select who they choose to lay down with and make a kid with. So they come from selection. So if you pick somebody that love going to prison, hey, that's, be prepared to raise that child by yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I'll tell you something I've seen one time before. I went to the courthouse one time 
and there was couples getting there getting married. There was a girl in there. She was about to get married. She was pregnant. She had a wedding dress on and everything. All right. But I see her with another female standing there. So I'm thinking that she getting married to the female. No, she not. The female, her female best friend is standing in for her because the dude she married, he in prison. He in prison. He got double digits. Mm. So her friend is standing in for him. He ain't getting out no time soon. But she pregnant. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The judge say, uh, so this your friend right here standing in? You know that this guy got this amount of time. He not getting out no time soon. You still want to do this? She said, yeah, I love him. This dude had double digit numbers in prison. That kid was gonna be grown before he ever came out and ever saw it. So it's, it's about selection. It's about selection too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's also by our selection that we're choosing these women that have kids to get involved with. So, mm -hmm. like I said, it's you can't blame everything on a woman because we're getting ourselves into the situation. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it go both ways. Make the make the, yeah, make, the best, definitely. make the best selection. Definitely. Yeah. In my situation, I came home. <laughs> <laughs> and, had, and had six kids in the house, man. I said, like, like, whoa, it's a school night. What are everybody doing here? I'm gonna tell y'all something, man. It's this happened a few days ago too. It really, it really it 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 hurt my heart, man. It troubled me. Cause I never seen this before in my all my years of life, and I saw it for the first time. And I've seen a lot of stuff, but I never saw this in my life. In the hood, nowhere, but I saw it. I was at a gas station to get some gas. And I was, she had to be maybe 18, 19, if that, maybe. This young sister was at the side of the gas station, standing there. She seemed to be pregnant. And she had, uh, the boy had to be two years old. And he was just standing there next to his mom. And they both were just as if they were just waiting for somebody to pick them up. But they were just standing there like it was normal. And the kid, so young, you could tell they used to doing it because the kid, he was so disciplined. He didn't run, he wasn't he wasn't playing or anything. He just stood mm -hmm. there. I was there for about five minutes, I think. And I've never seen like that, nothing like that in my life. This was a young sister and she was lost and wasted wasting her life and had no obviously she had no one there and has no one there to support her and encourage her and I wanted to go to her but something in me I'm usually led when I speak to people but something just told me not to do it at that time so I didn't if I see her again maybe I will but that moment I, I sensed it just wasn't the right time to approach her but to actually see this young sister this female with the child just hanging out by the gas station, just whole life was just going by as if it was nothing. And many young people are making decisions that is going to affect not only their life if they don't change, but that effect goes to the child. And it's almost as if it's the curse. And the only way to get out of that curse or that condition or that poverty man mindset or anything that causes you to get there, it's up to you as an individual, as a woman, as a man, for the sake of the child to get out of it. Because if you don't, police officers are not gonna be there to cuddle that child, that boy, when it becomes a man and that boy has anger issues. But police is not gonna be the therapist. The police is going to be there to take that bull who's going to be a man one day, hopefully, if he gets right, I pray he does, and gets the help they need. And that young boy, if he's not going to be corrected and go on the right path, statistically, will end up in jail or prison. And it is up to us as people. And this is another thing that, I, that I'm so serious about. We have to learn how to be our neighbor's keeper again. You know, back in the day, you know, in the projects where I grew up, if you wasn't home at a certain time or you was you wasn't acting up or doing something you shouldn't have been doing, man, the other the other parents, my friends, moms and dads, they would get on me and then they would tell my mama. And then it was a whole lot of other issues that I had to deal with on, on top of that. So 
if and we lost that in our communities because everybody is more concerned about themselves and it's got so bad to being self-serving of self that people are now losing the insight of even being concerned about their own children and so it's a cycle it's a curse that's got to be broken and if we don't break it you don't you better believe no one else outside of our culture our communities is yeah. going to do it for us yeah people are so sensitive today too it's like don't tell my kid nothing well you're not telling your kid nothing somebody got to hold them accountable or lead them in the right direction i already see what i already see what path they kind of kind of going down let me say something to them so i can kind of you know deter that or change that and change that direction man um and I had I had a buddy, man. My pops talked to him. He was going down the wrong path. He didn't have to. We came from a good home. And he was going down the wrong path. My dad kept telling me, he said, boy, he said, uh, ain't nothing new to me. I know what you're doing. Stop it before it it uh it gets bad and you you do something you can't come back from. And so he he didn't listen. He was 18 years old. He wound up getting 45 years at the age of 18. His life was taken away at the age of 18 because he, he wouldn't listen. And um, and so, man, we do we need these men out here and, and we need to guide these young men so they can quit making these stupid decisions. That's messing their lives up for the rest of their life. Ain't, that, ain't, ain't too much you can do when you get out of prison. You know, at 60 something years old, 70 something years old, your life is pretty much gone. You know, somebody got to tell these kids the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it it boils down to egos on on both ends. You know, uh, everybody yeah. has an ego. You no, know, the ego is ego is an obstacle. So, you know, our ego is gonna yeah. be like, "Hey, I'm the man. I want to dominate everything." But their ego is like, "Hey, I've been doing this on my own for so long. What what can you tell me?" You know, down to yeah. it is what's best. Yeah. Is what's best for the child. So, if you're not gonna let somebody who's trying to be positive help you. You know, then, you know, you don't need to be together. Like I would say when you come down to arguing stuff, I, you got to argue and fight. You don't need to be together anyway. But it's it's mostly your ego. Get, you get wrapped up in your ego. And I know for my thing, my ego gets in my way sometimes. And when my ego gets in my way, you can't tell me anything. And, and the person, you know, you just throwing fire. You know, I get heated, you get heated. And you go escalate up yeah. and up and up and up until this gets to a point that instead of us communicating and working together to try to see what's best for the situation, if, we, if we're going to be together, our egos get in our way and just gets out of control. Mm. Yeah. Them kids come in the house, man, both sides. If she bring yeah. kids into it, you bring kids into it, responsibility and expenses go up. And mm-hmm. so yeah. if everything going up, I better have some say-so around here. <laughs> yeah, most, most, yeah, most definitely. Most I better have some say so. He, he, he also all my groceries. I better have some say so. He raising that light bill. We, we yeah. also got to understand that we we accepted to take on that responsibility. So, not saying that you know we just shouldn't have any say so, but know what you're getting yourself into. Because if you yeah. don't understand that the circumstance of the situation is going, is not only you going to get hurt. That woman's gonna get hurt, but then there's a child who also gonna get hurt, and the things that happen to that child at a young age will dictate how that child comes out in the future. Because you know, another thing too, old, man. You... This. Go ahead, finish. Well, let, you know, it's like this man, my father. You know, you know how it is, kid. Oh, my father, he wasn't around, and this dude come around. Now he ain't around. You know, that that's gonna take a toll on that child. That's a bad. That's another bad thing about it. Yeah, you, you, you build that relationship. When you build a relationship yeah. with a child, and then y'all go y'all separate ways, and you no longer yeah. is in that child's life because it's not yours. Yeah, that's, pain, that's painful gonna, on both sides. On both sides, and you don't know how that's going to mm-hmm. affect that child. You might have, you know, from that circumstance, you don't know what that's going to have the effect on that child. So you got to think about what you're doing before you get into that situation. Mm-hmm. Well, one, the thing is, man, if it ever gets to a point. I hope, I hope people understand this too. If it ever gets to a point where you think you're going to harm yourself or or harm the child because you want to be in relationships, and this this is this is very trifling and common in in, in relationships. 
where, where a man or a woman find each other, but they have kids and they're so desperate and they want to be in a relationship. They want to have a man or they want to have a woman in their lives and they neglect the children. If you know you don't want to have these children and you neglect them and you and if you think that these children are going to be harmed, it's best to just give them up to CPS or some type of uh, children protection so that you won't harm these children. Now, I'm going to give you a story. It's a, it's a popular um, situation that we've learned. Look at the life of Moses when he was a baby. Now, his father was from the house of Levi. And his father married a woman from the house of Levi. And during that time, the king Pharaoh didn't want no male children in his kingdom or, or on, on, on anywhere where he ruled as Pharaoh. So when the woman noticed that the child was was goodly, a goodly child, it was it was Moses, beautiful child to look at. So she put the child and put him away off near the riverside. And uh, Pharaoh's daughter saw the child and wanted to raise and love that child. But the thing is, she had no choice but to give up that child. It's one thing to want to keep a child, but then have to in order to save that child, as opposed to having a child and wanting to kill that child and get rid of that child for your own self-pleasure. A child, if you allow it to live, will, if you give it time, God will use that child for the world's benefit. But if you abuse that child, you neglect that child, you kill that child, you ruin the ability of that child to be an example of whom or her or him was born to be in this life. Now, Moses grew up to become a great man used by God, but the child had difficult moments growing up. He knew and did not know his mama or his daddy, but he had someone that was there to raise him up. And we have children girls and boys being raised up by mothers and fathers and individuals who are not taking the time to raise mm -hmm. properly. And now it's even gotten so bad that grandmothers and grandfathers who should be that elder are yeah. as worse as the mothers and the fathers. So we have in this day and time, and unfortunately it will get worse because biblically it states that because the neglect and in the in the desire of people to be self-serving outweighs the concern and the care of their own children. We're living in that yeah. state now. This is why every time you turn around to these youngsters are the ones committing the worst dangerous crimes that we would never think of committing, right? When we were children. Who would have mm -hmm. thought? Who would have thought? A 10-year-old, a 13-year-old will grab a gun and shoot their parents or their family member or someone else. Mm -hmm. And they don't think nothing about it. Over a video at. game set. Over a VR headset. <laughs> this is where we at now, folks. Yeah. Well, yeah. it go it still it goes back to the to the family, you know. You know, you know how it was when we were, when we were younger. And our parents didn't stand for certain things, you know. Yeah. It's you know, we got parents now that want to be friends instead of being parents. But you know, yeah, you establish yourself as a parent and as a friend. Like I'll I'll love you to death, but if you act up, then I will do what I have to do to make sure you don't you know to correct yeah. you. So but yeah. who's to blame? You no, know, is is it the kids' fault or is it our fault? Because now we're so a lot of parents are so weak now that we're not mm -hmm. giving them the structure they need to succeed. So, like I said, yeah. whose fault is it? Can we really blame the kid, or, or is it our fault? You know, because our generation has kind of failed this generation. If you want to just, you know, really think about it, you know, like they're not, they're not standing up and doing what we're supposed to do. So how are they supposed to know what to do? They're kids, mm -hmm. you know. We're supposed to be the leaders right now. So until we stand up and take responsibility of what we're doing wrong is going to continue, you know? Uh, and it goes back to, you know, 
to to us, you know, being incarcerated and doing stupid stuff that our generation did, you know? Yeah. So just to get back on, on subject, um, you know, that and that's why we have these situations, all these mother people now that are mothers that are single, because you know, a lot of us has failed as men. So mm. it goes back to, in the end to us, because we failed we failed them. We failed the child and the mother. So now they gotta go search for something else to try to be stable. And now, you know, this good guys who pick up that slack. But then they've been, like I said, they've been on their own for so long, they don't know how to give up that authority to a man, you know? So, mm -hmm. it, like I said, it, it, it's actually our fault, you know? You want to get down to it, you know, that mothers are single. Hey, man, hey, know? it ain't my fault. It ain't, <laughs> hey, it ain't my fault. It ain't, it ain't my fault. And she didn't pick, and she didn't pick hey. three pookies before me. Hey, and then try to come true. get me to pick the slack up. That's not that, that ain't my fault. That ain't my fault. Still, as as a culture, you know, we 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 uh uh the man that can dribble the basketball and dunk it, the man that can dance and entertain over the nerds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but guess who ruled yeah. the world? Nerds ruled the world. Who who the top richest exactly. in the world? All nerds. But we value the guy who can sing and dance. And not saying that's not it's not, that's not a talent. But there's other things we can do, you know, as far mm -hmm. as progressing. But like I said, it is it's it's just a cycle, man. If we continue this cycle, it's gonna continue to be single moms, and it's gonna yeah. continue to be men that have to fill that void, and it's just gonna go on and on and on and on and on. Now also now also too, you know, there are men that have the custody of their children, but nine times out of ten, the female will have the custody of the children. So yeah. when we talking, we talking to these guys, we talking to these these guys that may be possibly getting into a relationship with somebody who has a female that has kids, or in a relationship with a female. Look at the look at the caliber of the guy she made the kids with, because that, that's some that's gonna be some drama you may have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, yeah. he may still be around in the picture. He may come bringing yeah. hard times. May want to come bring drama to your house. Are you? Are you? That's another thing you may have to look at. That you may have, you know, possibly possibly pop up in your life dealing with a person. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Pay attention to, to these things before you jump into a relationship like that. You, you want to deal with that? To, <laughs> yeah, you gonna have to co. Yeah, if, you, if if the man's still around, you gonna have to coexist. So mm -hmm. is that something you want to do also? So, yeah. Do you want to tussle or do so, you want to avoid the headache? <laughs> yeah, some 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 man can can do it, and then it'll be you know everything be like look at uh. Uh, Lenny Kravitz and what's his name? I can't, I can't never say his name. Jason like, Momoa. Aquaman. Yeah, they got they like best friends, you know. Mm -hmm. like, unfortunately, every everything, every uh, family's not gonna, every man is not gonna be man enough to do what's the best for the child like that. Because that seemed like mm -hmm. what Lenny did is like I'm gonna put my kids first. I know my ex is with another man, but you know he's a good guy. So let's try to see if we can just come together as a unit and 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 do what's best for the kids and be civil now i'm gonna bring it now i'm gonna bring it back around to another another part of this topic on men raising other men's children men who are raising somebody else's child and they don't know it's not they don't know that that child is not theirs they're in a relationship or they're in a marriage and they're raising a child that they believe is theirs because it was born during that relationship and that child is not theirs he don't know it the mother knows it, or the mother may know that child is not theirs. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's another aspect of a man raising another man's child. I had somebody in my family that um, they was in the military and they were dating a young lady. She got pregnant. The child was born. He celebrated. He was happy. Um, she lived in another city, so he made sure that he came and visit. He bought everything the child needed. He bought everything the child needed. As the child started getting older, people started saying the child didn't look like him. But he at first he would at first he wasn't hearing it, and so uh, he checked into it, and and she came out and said, "No, nah, this ain't your kid. Mm. This child this child was years old when he found his out. So mm. it, it it devastated him because he loved that child. He provided for that child. He was happy that he had a kid, only to find that it wasn't his. Mm. You know. Um. So that's that's it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen. Let's see what they got. Stephanie Wright says, yes, bad situation when you think the child is yours and, it, it's, and it's not. It is. And I can I can speak from this on an experience. You know what I'm saying? I was in a relationship and um, the child was born. 
I was happy. This is my first kid. You know, I'm I'm doing everything, man. I'm playing music to the stomach. Everything. I'm buying everything. I got everything for the baby room. Everything. I'm happy. This is my first kid. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, child born. I'm there for the birth. I was in the military at the time. Child, I'm there, I'm there for the birth. I was the first child. Of the, the, I was the first person the baby saw when they opened their eyes. You know what I'm saying? They heard my voice. The baby started smiling. I'm happy. I'm recording everything. You know. Some time, some time goes down. Some time goes down the road. Now we're getting separated, going through a divorce. I had some stuff happen, so I had to do some DNA testing. You know what I'm saying? And my lawyer at the time, she says, uh, she says, Tony, uh, you want to DNA test all the kids? I say, no. Nah. I say, no, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I know this was mine. No, nah, I know this was mine. She said, trust me, I've been doing this for a long time. My lawyer used to be a judge. She said, I've been doing this for a long time. She said, you know what? She just took care of the paperwork for me. She requested a paternity test. And so here it is. This child was eight years old at this time. I step into the I step into the office, you know, to hear the results. They tell me, yes, this child is yours. This child is yours. When it comes to the eight-year-old child, this is not yours. Mm. Man, I was devastated. I was devastated. I man, I did everything for I did everything for the child. I was her first dad was her first words. You know what I'm saying? I taught her how to walk. I did everything. And mm. uh and that was like I was like I said, I was in the military, so I was away for a lot for the I was away. Uh, for the birth of my other two children after that. So this is the one child I was around for the birth and it wasn't my child. And I didn't find out that she was eight years old that she wasn't mine. Mm. So I, I, so I, I got eight years of time with this child. I've been raising. So the love is there. That's my daughter. You know what I'm saying? I love her. I, I, can't, I can't stop loving her. You know what I'm saying? It happened some time ago. But then I asked the mother, I asked the mother when I got my results, I say, who's her father? Do you know? She says, uh, yes, I do know. So this whole time, those whole eight years, she was uh, living a lie. You know what I'm saying? So there are situations like this that don't happen all the time, but it does happen where men are unknowingly raising somebody else's child. Mm. You know, so that's another that's another thing to look out for. So that brings us to, brings us to another topic. Should paternity testing be mandatory? Yes, they should. Because, you know, you got to think, it would save grief on both sides, you know. Once a child is born and brought into the world, you form a connection with that child, you know. And all of a sudden, you ripped away from that child. It it affects both of y'all. So that could have, if there were a mandate where you have to take a paternity test on birth, that would save so much you know it's gonna be hard when it first happens but it would save so much grief in the end you know i were to find out from the get-go before that child forms an attachment to me and you're doing damage to that child and and again you know this is another thing that the court system don't think about you know if we would just get it out the way from the get-go and establish fraternity from from birth then that child will be spared some pain you know Gotcha. We got a we got a comment. Miss Stephanie Wright says, "Can you, can you trust a woman that can lie about a child being yours and it's not? Can the relationship be repaired?" Uh, in my situation, uh, no. But I'm pretty sure there's, there's people that's willing to work through anything. There's, they, we 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 see it all the time. There's been people back in the day. They used to say, uh, you know, Papa was a Rolling Stone, and sometimes you know. Look, the lady will bring the baby and sit on the porch with the wife and the other kids, and that kid wind up being grown, growing up in that same household. Yeah, people can work through anything. Some people can, and some people can't. You know, uh, yeah. That right, that, we was already going through something. And that right there was a shocker to me. You know, what I'm saying they I got that mama, news, man, I fell in my chair. They would say, "Mama's baby, mama's baby, daddy's baby." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so I'm all for it. I'm all yeah, for mandatory it, testing. I'm for it. I'm for it because yeah, it'll, it, save, it'll save a lot of people. I've this story. I've I've met a. It's like I was in the military. I've met a, a, a large number of people that had the same situation happen to them, but they was raising a child that wasn't there. They didn't find out till later DNA testing that that child wasn't theirs, and it, it could have saved it could have saved them a lot of a lot of grief and a lot of pain, you know, and that attachment to that child. You know what I'm saying? And uh. Yeah, it's a I'm lot bored. of stuff. It's a lot of stuff in the legal system that needs to be changed regarding, you know, like 
if the child is not yours but is born during your marriage, it's your responsibility. Or even if you sign that paperwork, you know, before you sign that paperwork, they should make you take a, a DNA test, you know, because you giving that woman that trust, you know, it's you it's not your fault that you were you were lied to and tricked, you know. So mm-hmm. why should I you have to bear that burden unknowingly, you know, if you knowingly do it like hey, I don't care and you sign the paper anyway. But if you're lied to and then you sign the paper, how is that how is that binding by law? Yeah. 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 You got people you got people getting out of prenups because they said they was uh under duress or, or lied to. So they, yeah. they, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man. I know one thing if if I would want if if I was lied to in that situation, I would want all my money back from the from from the mother and I would I would have to leave that woman because there's no more trust. I wouldn't be able to trust that woman no more because if she did that, think about my, in my mind, I'm like, well, if she, if she was able to, to go that low to hide that from me, there's more that she's, she's, she would be hiding for me that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to live. I wouldn't want to come home to a, to a, to a environment like that as a, as a man with someone that, that violated that, that kind of trust and then having it, centered around a child That's exactly just, i wouldn't be able to do it yep luckily yeah, man not, during not that time to, for not, me we were separated we were separated and so we wouldn't we was not together when that was going on but uh yeah that was some devastating news that was some devastating yeah, not, news. Not, man. not just not just the money it's it's, it's the time you know think mm-hmm. about you know not just your situation but for other guys' situation, you know, maybe that's their only child. Think about the time they're invested in that child. They could have been doing other things too, you know. You no, know, you make sacrifices for your children. When you know, so there's mm-hmm. some things that you would have would have did differently if that child wasn't born. So now, not only did you take my money, you changed my whole life. You know. Yeah. Maybe I was going to be a, go to med school, but, but but since I loved you and that child so much, I quit that to take care of you and that child. So you know. They need, I definitely think they should, upon birth, do a DNA test. That saves a lot yeah. of grief and heartache. And it's going to hurt yeah. in the beginning, but you were to find out when the baby you know, is not knowledgeable of what's going on, then wait till the baby knows, oh, she, oh that's daddy, daddy, daddy. All of a sudden, daddy's not here anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, yep. I know, one thing I want to say, you know, we, we're getting close to the close of this, Yeah. is that important for people to know now i'm not a therapist you know I'm, I'm i don't know anything about therapy but what i do know i do know about the, the the seriousness of this of this topic and how uh it can end up the people getting killed and to avoid that and to avoid police getting involved and somebody's life being taken or possibly being taken as we see time and time again you want to be, and this is, this is, I, I speak it all the time. Yeah. We have to learn how to be proactive and be aware to prevent certain things before yeah. things are out of control. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you want to be in a position where you can be proactive against violence, domestic violence, situations where you scandals and all this kind of stuff, when it's going to deal with crimes being involved, someone's getting hurt, mm-hmm. let me introduce you to a new concept that's going to solve that issue. And it's called CPWIA, that's Citizens and Police Immediate Interactive Assistance, where you utilize and be able to utilize and effectively get the help you need from police the right way from your taxpayer dollars, or even before it gets to the police, you have expert help to help you through your situation of family violence, family problems, children problems with CPWIA. And you get more information by calling or contacting Texas number CPIIA to 409-444-3524. And we will get right back with you on that. All right, guys, it's about time to wrap it up. Anybody got any last last words they want to say? Yeah, my, my last word in the situation is, man, if, if you're not ready to, to, to take on that responsibility with being with a woman who has another child, just don't, don't pick it up because... You know, 
you're not going to be the priority. That child's going to be the priority. If you're not ready to accept that, then you don't get involved with a woman that has a child. Yeah. Yeah, man. Take a good look at it. See what kind of see what kind of situation you're getting yourself into. You know, what kind of person this is, what kind of what kind of people they picked in their past relationships, what kind of fathers are involved with these children or, or, or these children come from. You know, to, you know, look at that past record. And if it if it ain't if it ain't good, get away. You know what I'm saying? Go on about your business. Find yeah. somebody to align with you. That's it. And uh she got T Swin. You can find me at, at T Swin Music. You can find my music, tswin.herenow.com. I got transportation music album coming soon. Coming real soon. Music jamming. Take your guide. All right. This is Hoverman Cop. This is your servant. I love to serve. I love to help. I love to assist. And we'll always be here. We're coming to y'all weekly. And we're going to take things to another level to help you all understand, receive, and make things better for you, your family, and for your communities. I'm out. And this is JB. I just want to thank uh, CTR Media Network, man. Thanks for uh, yeah. putting us together. Thank you for yeah. supporting us. Uh, we love you guys. We uh, we love our community. And like I said, thank you again, CTR. Big shout out to CTR. Dr. Tina. Sheree. Let's see. We got another comment. Say, I believe the women can stop a lot of the red flags when it comes to the children and baby daddies. It must be a mutual understanding that now it's another head man in charge, including dealing with the baby daddy and communicating with the woman. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. that's hitting the nail right, hitting the hammer right on the nail, man. That's, that's <laughs> hey, my boy King David. <laughs> hey. Men raising other men's children. Nope, <laughs> run, head for the heels. <laughs> that's my boy there. That's my boy. Yeah. I'm running. I'll run behind the heels, too. I'm, I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. CTR Media Network, man. Let's get it. Join the team. Hello, hello, everybody. I am Dr. Tina J. Ramsey, and I want to share with you about CTR Media Network. Have you heard? CTR Media Network is a new standard of podcasting with over 30 plus podcasters. We reach 350 million global listeners worldwide in over 50 plus countries across all major podcasting and social media platforms. We have featured over 1,000 guests. What we specialize in is helping business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches, and fellow podcasters expand their visibility on our platform. We're all about positioning with disability connections and teaching you how to monetize what you do. Let me tell you something. If you're a business owner, we have sponsorships opportunities. We have commercial slots. We also have opportunities for you to be a featured guest on any of our shows. So what are you waiting for? CTR Media Network is who we are, and this is where you need to be. So go to CTRMediaNetwork.com and click our store feature so that you can see which opportunity fits your life and your budget so that we can get started working with you today. Baby girl missing me, she growing up while I'm away But she understand that her daddy gotta get this pay Sleeping at the truck stop, wishing I was in my bed Pulling in my driveway, vision playing in my head Gotta run the second leg so I can get another low People think it's easy, but it's dangerous out on this road C.A. San Diego, Compton, Long Beach, I-10, I-8. Boy, I got a long reach, bikinis and low riders, tacos and enchiladas. Trying to hit the jackpot in the vitals. Got to hit the strip when I'm out there on the trip. Skip, hurry up and ship. Get my chips, then I dip. Them people want you to chill. Don't sleep behind the wheel. The devil trying to make a deal. Don't sleep behind the wheel. Them people want you to chill. Don't sleep behind the wheel. The devil trying to make a deal. Don't sleep behind the wheel. They ain't never do.
We want to give a shout out to our CTR Media Network sponsor, Terry Coleman from GlobalKeyCapital.com. Global Key Capital is a lender specialized in customized financing solutions. They pride themselves in being one of the industry's most reliable and proven lending groups. At Global Key Capital, their customers are their number one priority, and they strive to provide all of their clients with competitive pricing, unbeatable customer service, and stress-free processing. If you are looking for your next dream home or investment property, give Terry Coleman a call at 866-325-6267. Again, that number is 866-325-6267, globalkeycapital.com. What up, family? CTR Media Network. Yeah. Uh. Best in the biz. Yeah. Join the team. CTR is who we are. The media network, that's the best by far. Whether you listen at your home, at your job, and your car. Come get the information that's needed above all. Neverlasting, motivational podcasting. Giving you the answers to the questions that you're asking. Serious talks and topics, how to come up and profit. How to better yourself, your health is here. We got it. Reaching 350 million, they tuning in. We in 50 different countries, we all can. And like-minded, find your purpose and your assignment. Come get your fix, your feel. Your mental alignment, get active and speak to the masses. Build your influence, all levels and all classes. Now you know you can monetize and grow. CTR Media Network, start the show. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR Media Network. CTR is who we are. The Media Network, that's the best by far, you know. CTR. Media Network, CTR, Media Network. family. 